Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Leadership Lounge podcast. Um, if you haven't seen us already, we are podcasts to make you stop and think about your leadership journey. And we have some ama- amazing people with amazing stories and experts in their field joining us. And we are um, adding value to a future-focused leader, um, a community of like-minded people. Um, and if you haven't already, make sure you, and you're watching us, make sure you subscribe on the YouTube channel. Make sure you um if you're listening to us, you follow us on your podcast provider. And every Wednesday at 6 a.m., we've got amazing people joining us. So today we're speaking to Tom. How are you? I'm delighted to be here. Thanks, Stuart. Well, <laughs> there's a bit of a funny story behind this, isn't there? So me and Tom were due to catch up. Um, I met Tom at a sporting club event down in London a few weeks ago. And the sporting club founder um, is coming on in a couple of weeks um, in Stafford. And we were due to have a catch up. And I literally sprung this on Tom. And I'll let him put his perspective over in a second um, about all the stuff I'm interested in, about how he's got to where he is now, what he's doing in the future, how this has come about. So I thought, well, this would be a great podcast guest so or an episode. So this never happened before. So thank you, Tom, for, for agreeing to this. So, um, Let's just go for it. So, Tom, as I hit the 20-minute timer, um, for the people who don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself and what your business is, and we'll dig into it a little bit deeper. Uh, well, there will be a lot of people who don't know who I am. Uh, so I'm Tom. I run a startup company called Tezuka, uh, and we've engineered the ultimate workout earbuds. Uh, it all started uh, whilst I was at university. Me and my gym buddy, we broke nine pairs of earbuds. We were like, this is ridiculous. Let's go and buy a pair of earbuds that are made for more extreme sports. Uh, And from there, we've gone on to kind of develop what we believe are the ultimate workout earbuds. Um, We've done three rounds of funding. um, And yeah, we're kind of preparing now for our our mass manufacture stage. So it's kind of gone from a a pipe dream where my parents have told me, don't do it. This is very silly to raising over half a million pounds, lots of grant funding and uh, yeah, becoming a reality now. Amazing. And again, like, I meet people every now and again at networking and events across the UK. And I think I, I want to find out more about that person and and uh, open up a network of like, how can I help people and, and connect people? So again, putting you on the podcast is another great example of how we can share your story. So tell the, there's several questions I have. So tell us a little bit about the journey so far, like some of the ups, some of the downs, where what would you pick um yeah ups and downs are frequent it's uh we had a graph in the office where we would track how we felt on a um kind of weekly basis that very quickly changed to a daily basis and that very quickly changed to an hourly basis because the highs and lows of starting a business are just insane and you could have one call with an investor where you suddenly get an investment in and it's fantastic and the next email you get in is from your product guy saying there's been a delay so it's just insane and i remember starting the business and i would cycle to work every day um and once every kind of three weeks i think oh my goodness tom what are you doing like this is just insanity you're taking on the big boys here you you, you've got a geography degree you're not even an engineer um this is just just way too much uh, to handle and over the last kind of three to four years i'm now cycling into work and well now i think oh my goodness actually you've done it and you're now at a stage where you have a, a model in hand, uh, you're going through the testing, and if that works, and you've got the kind of cash in the bank ready to start mass mass manufacture. Um, so Amazing. Yeah. So where where's that drive come from? 
Um, yeah, drive, stupidity, um, st stubbornness. That's another way of putting it. <laughs> Talking to really, I've always been um, one of those people who, when they start something, they, they, they kind of stick at it and they, they don't want to be proved wrong. Um, and there, there's been some incredibly tough times. I mean, when I when I first started the business, I never would have predicted I'd go through a pandemic, a recession, a war, a uh, cost of living crisis. I mean, this is kind of what we describe as generational events that have all happened in the last three years. Um, so that's definitely put a twist on it, let's say. Um, and I'm just kind of thankful to my original backers who invested in me three years ago and they kind of still support me to this day. Um, because now we, we went from a stage of, taking we took seven months to close our first investment round uh whereas now we're in a stage where we get investors getting in touch with us and asking to put their cash in which is just phenomenal and shows kind of where we've come and uh, and what we're doing um which, which makes things so much easier and uh, kind of gives you that confidence just to keep on going yeah i i want to pick your brains on that because i'm in a lucky position now where i i do i get involved in not investment myself, but we, we are able to introduce people to investors um, because we've had them on the podcast and my network and connections. But there's lots of differing stories about the right fit and the right time. So so what if you, there might be budding entrepreneurs, people in leadership listening to this and going through that. And, and I, I feel, because I've not been sort of in it for a long time and it's quite new to me it seems to be something that you sort of have to get involved with and learn by by just sort of hanging on if you like and learning by failing which is a obviously we know that's a good way of learning um, and not giving up but what has been your sort of experience learning moments to sort of share with the audience yeah, sure. So when we first started, we had an Excel spreadsheet, which was a traffic light system. So red for people that you've spoken to that uh, weren't interested in investing, orange that they may invest and green that they had invested. And by the end of our first investment round, um, which, as I said, was seven months long, uh, it was just a sea of red. I mean, you could scroll in this Excel sheet for ages and it was all reds but we had two greens and that's what we needed to kind of close that investment round. Um, but you need to have people always want to see more so so many people we spoke to say we want to see we want to see this we want to see that and you're kind of at a stage where well i've got no money like this is my first start i need something to 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 get to get me going um we had one investor now who's an investor who basically said look i i like what you're doing and i will invest but i just want you to hear a lot of no's first before you uh get my money basically so interesting yeah but it also made me kind of realize you you, you perfect your pitch um a, a, a tip that I would say is talk to people who you don't think will invest first because they will ask you all the nasty questions and you can really kind of optimize what you're what you're saying so when you do talk to the people who are slightly more likely to invest you've nailed it and you've had all the hard questions um but it is it's a, a process of failing getting back up and, and going again really yeah well what's your mentality and mindset around because I've got a couple of connections through the sporting club and the IOD young entrepreneur tech startups what's the mindset and the connection between obviously having funding because again it's alien to me our, our business is sort of i would say 50 50 um getting that sort of the the passion and the drive knowing that you're on something and you're having to almost forward plan 
because obviously that funding doesn't get paid back straight away. So what? how do you, as a as a founder and the owner of the business, sit with that, of taking all that money in and, and having the pressure of almost delivering? How, how does that come across? Yeah, it, it's really hard. It is really hard. I mean, there's EIS, um, which for those that don't know, is a kind of tax uh, initiative to help um, uh, investors early so they, they they get some some kind of risk benefit from that, from their, their tax side of things. But it is really hard. I mean, a lot of angel investors and, and the good ones know that it is a risk. They know what they're doing is risky. It's one of those things where they they may inv- uh, um, invest in eight companies and one may be successful. Um, so the good ones know the risk that they're doing. It doesn't make a difference to you as a um, as a founder because obviously you want yours to be successful. And if you know that seven are going to fail, you've got to kind of put the work in to make sure that you're the one that's successful. Um, it's it's one of those you have to disassociate yourself to a certain kind of kind of thing i mean talking to my friends and family they've kind of said i've become emotionally inept when it comes to business i mean i could get emails in and it would be fantastic news and i would just treat it as anything else just because i know that something else is going to come and slap me in the face and either way around as i get slapped in the face i know that by still working i will get some success at some point so and you go through these highs and lows and the highs and lows they could be an hour they could be three weeks i mean you go through really good times, really bad times. I had a really bad time kind of coming up to the Christmas this year, but that's the whole point of having a community around you. So I, I'm based in a startup lab at Loughborough University and we've, we're full of loads of fantastic kind of startup um, entrepreneurs and we all support each other. We, we've all go through horrendous times. You might get someone come in one day, hoodie on, they don't want to talk to anyone and you say, hey, look, come, let's have a chat. Because you know what's you know what's going on, and most of the time you've already been through it. Um, yeah, amazing. I love that, and, and I can resonate with some of the stuff that you're saying then as well about it's a it's a roller coaster, isn't it? Twists and turns, ups and downs. I, I say that all the time when I share my story. Um, so tell me about the the business. So what does the business look like today? Uh, it looks very different from when we first started, actually. So as a company, we've, um, as I said at the start, we've developed the ultimate kind of workout earbuds. They're the first in the world to achieve an impact resistance rating. They're dustproof, shockproof, waterproof. Uh, they've been designed to be as tough as whatever your workout effectively. Uh, but we've also put um, on the earbuds storage. So you, the user can upload their own music and podcast directly to the earbuds. So it allows them to use it underwater. They can use it without a phone. There's total freedom, basically. Um, and then, of course, there's no compromise with anything you'd expect from other top end uh, earbuds. So you've got all Bluetooth, um, top of the range battery life. Um, so, yeah, there's there's no compromises there. So from all the stuff you're saying there, am I right in saying that that is very unique to the uh, industry? So waterproof. Um, how have you managed to get to that? that nobody else is offering because that from when i saw that at a, a sort of like a, a high level seeing your website chatting to you quickly at the event we were at i was thinking wow that's impressive how, how have you managed to get to that in the end you said obviously geography degree <laughs> engineering how, how do you get to that level of being able to produce something like that um hard work dedication and working with people that are cleverer than you um so 
yeah, outsourcing a uh, lot. Everything we do is designed, engineered, and manufactured in the UK. So yeah. we're the only earbud brand to do that. And we work with some fantastic, um, fantastic partners, really. Uh, the Manufacturing Technology Center, uh, based in Coventry, and then Newbury Innovation, who are based in Newbury. Um, and we use their skills, their expertise, and what we've created. There's a lot of earbuds out there that are waterproof, but of course, you can't use them underwater. Um, through our um, patent pending technology, um, it's basically allows the, the, the internal is where all the durability is. So you have the plastic on the outside um, so, and you can't really get through that. Whereas with other earbuds, the waterproofing is basically like a spray on coat. And the more you use it, you wear it away and suddenly you can get sweat ingress. Um, so, yeah, we've done some really cool stuff. We haven't launched just yet, so I'm not going to talk about it in, in yeah. huge depth. That could be for the uh, the the next uh, podcast, Stuart. Yeah, um, exactly. So, am I right in saying that there's no other um, current ear devices that you can store on without having um, something like your phone connected? Is that correct, or am I wrong in that? There are a few out there, but most of them are huge, massive, chunky things, and they don't yeah. offer a Bluetooth connection as well. So oh. we offer both. So you can stream music from your phone through Spotify, Apple Music, and you can double tap. You turn on the MP3 mode, and uh, suddenly you can turn your phone off. You can leave your phone in the locker room. You can use it underwater, whereas all of the earbuds won't work underwater unless they've got onboard storage because yeah. Bluetooth won't go. Uh, so, so yeah, it's, it's the first kind of true wireless um, I love that. Are you going to be able to hold a hundred plus episodes of the Leadership Lounge podcast on these earbuds? I very much hope so. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a mathematician, but uh, it's 60 <laughs> hours of storage. So it's a time. That's, I think that's enough. So um, what's the future hold for you? Where are you going? Like that trajectory? What What's the plan? Uh, great question. So the plan is, of course, to launch um and to a successful launch uh, we've got some fantastic connections with elite athletes as i said based at loughborough university we had i think three olympians get involved with our initial videos and photos which haven't been released yet but the plan really is to uh, is to go global we're in an industry which is is global earbuds are known from qatar to australia really um we've got a v2 in the pipeline already um spoke to the electronic guys and they've said look it will be um, kind of a fraction of the cost of what you put in already because all the hard engineering's done headphones um, and then we've got some ip licensing opportunities as well in, in different markets so uh, yeah it's it's very very exciting excellent so i know you were very tentative about coming on the podcast because it's obviously the leadership lounge and it's sometimes like do, do you identify yourself as a, as a leader right now um Probably yes and no. I see myself as a conductor. Okay. So I see myself as someone who pulls the strings to make sure all our partners work together in harmony. And there's a lot of times where it's not harmonious because things happen, delays happen, as I said, pandemic, war, all that kind of stuff. Do I see myself as a leader? Yes, I do. But I I would like to be better at it. Okay. What, what do you mean? What? Let's dig into that. What, what would you like to be better at? Um, I like to push myself a bit more, and I think that's coming. Uh, our next kind of steps really are hires, full-time hires into the company. So that will be, that's kind of my definition of leadership, would be mm -hmm. having people work directly under you, um, not as a partner, but as a full-time employee. Yeah. That's where I think we'll start to see um, my flaws and faults. And uh, if we haven't already, to be honest, we talked about <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I love that though because I know that you've li- oh, let's put it so I know you've listened to quite a few episodes of the podcast since we we connected up. Um, so two questions really: Have you got anything that stuck out from the episodes that you've listened to? But also, two kind of what sort of leader do you think you're going to be? So I know there's two big questions there. So <laughs> off you go. Yeah, confidence has always stuck out, and the being confident in in a leadership role. Uh, I think I have that. Uh, I think I've through my business journey have have been forced to become extroverted, um, be, be a good speaker, good communicator, um, massively important, uh, and that comes through with with the podcast as well. Um, what kind of leader do I think I'm, I'm going to be? I mean, if anyone doesn't say a good one, then they're obviously they're lying. I would, I'd love to be a fantastic leader, uh, but it will take time. It will take uh, skills. I'm very happy to kind of get training on this kind of stuff. I don't think it's something that you can just kind of get through photosynthesis. I think you really need to work on it. And there is potentially an expertise to it. Of course, a lot of it's depending on your personality. I've been told that I have a personality for leading, which has been very nice, but it's yet to be proven. So uh, there's that in the pipeline. So how 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 much thought process are you putting into the the hiring process? Because we, we talk to clients and individuals all the time about the it is a skill that people learn over failing, getting it right, wrong, etc. Um, what sort of people do you think you're going to need? Is it more? Because you said about the engineering, the process of the product and the 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 conductor that you currently are. Do you need process or do you need inspiring marketers, sales? Because well, obviously that that's a hopefully you'll need all of them at some point. But where are you going first? Yeah, we will effectively become a marketing company with our own product. That's where we'll yeah. be. And I'd be very lucky to have a number of advisors, uh, investors uh, that have helped me out on this journey uh, as well. So one of my advisors, he said that he will jump on the uh, interview stage. He's interviewed for huge companies in the past. So it's fantastic to have someone like that um, to help me out. And he's been fantastic throughout the journey as well. Uh, and then one of my other investors as well, he actually runs a recruitment agency. So he's helping me on that side of things. Um, and both of them are, are fantastic in the sense that they, they don't want paid for this or anything like that and it's all to make the business succeed which is what we want i like that i like that and again i can resonate because it's that whole saying isn't it your your network is your net worth and and it's that kind of those those people and those those rooms you surround yourself that you you put yourself in um i love all those sort of because it's so true i i've been through that and i can resonate with some of the things you're saying about just getting yourself out there and speaking to people and one of the reasons why i thought it'd be great to just get get you on and start talking on the podcast as well so <clears throat> we've got a couple of minutes left um how do you still find time to take some time out what do you do because i know that it's consuming and it's it's everything isn't it there's there's not enough time in the day what do you do to take that break i, I call it brain fog I, I kind of get like I need to just get out because um, I come from a background of sport and not sitting behind a computer. <laughs> so how do you take some time out? Yeah, uh, sports is the way for me. Uh, going to the gym usually uh, pretty much every day. Fantastic group of friends that I can talk to in the gym and just discuss everything. A lot of them always want to ask how the business is going. And a lot of the times I say not today, like then we just try and enjoy this time without talking about the business because it is all consuming. Um mm-hmm. 
one of my my neighbors got a, a ring doorbell and uh every time i go home i have to cycle past the house and they came out recently and said look tom you know you haven't been home before 9 30 for the last four weeks and i was like yeah no i know that uh, <laughs> and it's one of those things but you, you sign up to it you sign up to it i could talk for hours about just the kind of how much work you have to put in when you start a business especially as a sole founder um but as I said, when you start a business, you know what you're signing up for. And I, I knew what I was signing up to. And you know what? I wouldn't change it at all. I, I love it. I love kind of the, the pressure of, of, of that side of things, constantly having to do things. I couldn't sit at home and watch TV or Netflix and all that kind of stuff. It's just, it's not who I am. Um, yeah. There are days where I wish it was me, uh, but overall, that's just not me. So uh, last question then, with your future focus, the development how are you going to keep yourself learning developing that lifelong learning journey i know that you're listening to podcasts taking that time but what sort of things can you see that you're gonna to have to be accountable for doing in the future to make yourself the best leader you can be yeah sure podcasts are huge um love listening to podcasts uh, my, on my cycle to work even at the gym all that kind of stuff i think a lot of it will be forced i think with the journey that we're on i will be forced to, to take up leadership roles if everything goes well of course um i think that is going to be the way forward and if things do go well then obviously i'll be putting um some kind of uh, professional development into it as well having support on how to become the best leader um yeah, and I, things may just fall into place and I may be, yeah, as I said, forced to do things, uh, which I'm quite happy to do and it, it will make me do it. Yeah, I love that. Again, it's a bit of an awkward question, that, isn't it? Because you don't know what you don't know, yes. and But I know that you're that sort of person that will look for opportunities and, and take opportunities where they are. So, Tom, that's 20 minutes. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You know, I'm smiling because I'm so pleased we did this. Um because I, it's come across really well from my perspective, really enjoyed it. And I know that I'm going to be excited about putting this episode in front of some people and front of my audience. And if you haven't already, make sure you go and check out Tom's links. They'll all be in the podcast notes below. <laughs> I'll be sharing this across social media and make sure you connect up with Tom as well. If you've, and, and let us know what, how you can resonate with that journey. You might not be a sole opener, sole founder, um, but you might be in a corporate leadership role that you can resonate with something like that. So make sure that you share that across our social media platforms as well. So Tom, thank you so much again. Pleasure. Uh, we're going to catch up after this, but I'm going to have to turn the podcast off. We, we're very strict with our 20 minutes. Um, so ladies and gents, if you haven't already, make sure you hit subscribe on the YouTube channel. Make sure you follow us on your podcast provider. And at some point in the future, you're going to be having some of Tom's um, earbuds in your ears listening to this. Well, make sure we keep you up to date with the journey and make sure you tell we tell you when the launch is as well. So um, ladies and gents, I'll see you all next week. Take care. Bye.